Uh, and in keeping with uh, our tradition, I'll now bow to, to my right and bow to, to my left. Um, having done so, uh, we will now, all the delegates, uh, observe a moment of silence for prayer or meditation. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, honorable delegates, before we proceed, I would like to remind you of the, the following, that the virtual sitting constitutes the sitting of the National Council of Provinces, that the place of the sitting is deemed to be Cape Town, where the seat of the National Council of Provinces is, that delegates in the virtual sitting enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in the sitting of the National Council of Provinces, uh, that for the purpose of the, of the quorum, all delegates who are logged on to the virtual platform shall be considered uh, a present, uh, that delegates must switch on their videos if they want to, to, to speak, and that delegates should ensure that the, the microphones of their gadgets uh, on their gadgets are muted and must always remain muted. That the interpretation facility is active. Please note that uh, people and delegates, members of the executives, uh, special delegates and salary representatives are requested to ensure that the interpretation facility on their gadgets are properly activated to facilitate access to the uh, interpretation uh, services. That any delegate wishes to speak must use the raise your hand function or icon. Uh, and having gone through uh, all of these points, honorable uh, uh, delegates, uh, I've been informed that there'll be no notices of motion or motion without uh, without notice. Uh, so we'll proceed to the order of the day. Uh, but honorable delegates, before we proceed to the order, I would like to take this uh, opportunity to welcome the minister and deputy minister of tourism, MSCs, and all special delegates uh, to the house. Uh, so we'll proceed with the, the order of the day. Policy debate on budget vote uh, number 38, uh, tourism appropriation bill, B7-2022. Uh, I now call upon Honorable uh, uh, Lindu Sulu, Minister of Tourism, to, to open the debate. Thank you very much, um, Honorable Chairperson um, of the NCOP, Ambima Sondo, Chairperson and members of the Select Committee, 
on tourism. Honorable members of the NCOP, members of the Executive Councils in Salga, members of the South African Tourism Board in attendance. Chairperson, the industry has been through possibly the most difficult period of its time, but the most amazing thing about this industry is that we made it through all the hardship. Both in its orientation and in its mindset, it was able to carry itself through this drastic period. Its resilience is there for all to see. And I'd like now to be able to be the first to congratulate the industry and the board. I am grateful to all the people of South Africa that kept it on its feet. This is not to undermine the fact that the greater tourism and hospitality sector is still reeling from the effects of the pandemic and the resultant restrictions occasioned by COVID. We no doubt uh, the head is hit industry yet. The pandemic also taught us about the ability of our people to rise above their own, uh, their own circumstances and work together with government to navigate our way through this difficult period. Today, as we give this budget vote to the NCOP, we remember all the people who passed away, many passed away under COVID and the floods in Guazulu-Natal. A great number of our industry has been badly affected and it is our intention to support them to get back to their feet. I want to thank particularly at this point those members of the industry who came together and volunteered the support and guided us through the trauma of COVID. These various committees calling themselves the war rooms provided me with valuable insight into how we can find our way through our situation. Their magnanimity, generosity, uh, is, uh, is is a unique feature of uh, our South African characteristics, and I am very proud of the support they gave, free of charge to help us navigate the storm. I'd like to thank also the South African Tourism Board and the various entities reporting to it throughout this difficult period. They provided us with the immediate post-trauma relief that made it possible for us to bounce back to uh, to bounce back. And to the board and its entities, my sincerest gratitude. Chairperson, my sincerest gratitude too, to yourselves in the House and the um, Select Committee of the House. Chairperson, in the dawn of freedom, tourism in South Africa are synonymous. From a meagre 3.9 million arrivals in 1994, we now have over 10.2 million international tourists visiting our shores in 2019. We have seen steady growth in tourism to South Africa, earning our place in the dynamic and competitive global space of tourism. In our speech in the National Assembly, we spoke about the value of tourism in the South African economy. In 2019, the travel, the travel and tourism sector, direct and indirectly, contributed 363.2 billion rands to our economy which makes up 6.9% of the total economy and over 1.4 million jobs, which is 8.9% share of the country's total employment statistics in 2019. In 2020, the total of the jobs that we earned brought us up to 6.5 of the employment rate. This contribution is not negligible, honorable members. Travel and tourism is an important driver for job creation across the world, as globally, one in 10 jobs are created in this industry. Added to the de devastation to tourism brought on by COVID, I need to remind honorable members 
of the impact of the global travel bans that were imposed on us. These travel bans and red lists have done a considerable amount of damage to us. And we saw a massive decline in foreign arrivals and revenue, which in turn led to the losses, uh, to some losses in key uh, tourism products and services, affecting gains made over years to diversify South Africa's tourism offerings, with particular painful losses to SMME sector that negatively uh, impacts on our struggle for broad-based economic transformation in the sector. However, domestic travel contributed positively to demand during the COVID uh, period, driven by campaigns and pricing targeted for our domestic market. This was positive and it helped us create better understanding within the market and through this exposure propelled the market to diversify its offerings. We have acted decisively to restore confidence in the greater tourism and hospitality sector to overcome the global challenges resulting from COVID-19. And the South African tourism industry is already seeing improved traveler confidence. During our participation at the 24th um, United Nations uh, World Tourism Organization General Assembly in Madrid, we successfully lobbied the World Tourism Organization to back South Africa and other African states and called on the world to reopen their borders. The General Assembly saw countries from all um, global regions expressing their solidarity with Southern African states, calling for the immediate lifting of travel bans and for freedom of international travel to be upheld. I was pleased to hear from the organization announcing that the imposition of blanket restrictions on travel was discriminatory, stigmatizing, ineffective, and contrary to World Health Organization recommendations. This sort of support does wonders for tourism, not just in South Africa, but in the Sadiq region as a whole. Key interventions we spearheaded to get the sector moving again and reignite demand include, one, championing the removal of the red listing, which, uh, as you uh, have indicated, was backed up by our organization, our international organization, the red listing of South Africa through diplomatic efforts as well. Furthermore, through structured engagement with the sector, tourism has been able to make a case for its readiness to reopen safely, and this has yielded good results. South Africa secured a seat at the United Nations uh, um, at, at the United Nations World Tourism Organization's Executive Council, which is the highest decision-making body between the United Nations General Assembly and also uh, uh, various countries. We successfully lobbied the UNW to back African states and call on the world to reopen their borders, sponsored a framework for the establishment of the African Tourism Unit for the African Union Commission in a way that closely followed by regional collaboration and synchronization of policy, including the Memorandum of Understanding signed by Kenya here in South Africa during Kenya, the Kenyan president's visit to us. We held bilateral engagements with key investors in the UAE and Gulf Cooperation Council region, who have shown interest to invest in tourism mega projects in South Africa, and this was during a very successful international expo in Dubai in which we participated. Supportive interventions led by the Ministry and South African Tourism uh, to reconnect Destination South Africa through the air service development working through multi-stakeholder public and private sector structures. Uh, 
We see growing interest in investment in tourism now, demonstrated by investors from the Gulf region when we engaged them during the Dubai Expo in December 2021. We also negotiated with the Emirates during that period what we finally signed off during our attendance at the Arabian travel market two weeks ago with much fanfare, and we hope that the journalist Fariel Hafiji has grown up now. In all the time she has known us, she should know that we are nowhere near what she has tried to imply, that we had gone to the uh, UAE to see the Guptas. We're glad that the president went to the Dubai Expo after our visit there, and we had very fortunately not seen any headlines that are running that he was running after the Guptas. But we had a good time there. We were able to display all of those things that South Africa is known for, the, the vibrancy of our culture and all of those things that would attract people to ourselves. We are finalizing deliberations on the Memorandum of Understanding with Qatar, which will be hosting the World Cup this year to work together as we are former successful hosts of FIFA World Cup ourselves and further collaborate in other areas of importance for tourism growth. We are hoping to be a hub for these for those who are at the Soccer World Cup in Qatar. And the Middle East is a critical market for South Africa. So these collaborations will be very instrumental in ensuring ease of access to and from South Africa for travelers from this region. And I will assist in elevating uh, uh, the relationship that we have and our trade efforts hopefully will ride on the back of this. Chairperson, despite the hardship, we did have these successes. We're encouraged by Apple's company, uh, South Africa AXA, announcing earlier this week that passenger numbers across all our airports are showing steady growth and recovery for, for international and domestic travel with a 48% recovery in passenger numbers for the financial year ending in March 2022. The steady rebound is good for the aviation sector and very good for tourism. South Africa's tourism sector refused to be paralyzed by the obstacles thrown in its way. In the spirit of our people who have risen to the challenges of every obstacle, we are focused on the dream of a diverse, inclusive and transformed sector. With our partners, private and public, we spent these dark times imagining a brighter future, stabilizing the sector and strategizing recovery in line with the tourism recovery uh, plan. We set the tone for collective recovery of the sector after 19 months of travel restrictions when South Africa hosted the Africa Travel and Tourism Summit this year in, on the 21st of, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, last year on the 21st of September which uh, afforded the African tourism and community, its global friends, to create a clear recovery pathway forward. We've implemented projects to ensure that we protect and rejuvenate the supply uh, and our supply, and these include publishing the norms and standards for safe operation of the sector, as well as providing training within the sector uh, on these. We implemented the Tourism Infrastructure Maintenance Program in key tourism assets, as well as finalizing the Bavian Sluv Interpretive Center in Leopold Strain. The Tourism Infrastructure Maintenance Program has been refurbished and it has existed on, as a state-owned uh, tourism asset. And um, we would like to make sure that we are able to give protection to all national and provincial assets. 
but botanical gardens are some of these heritage sites and all of these things. We implemented initiatives to mobilize resources through our investment promotion and our comprehensive sector skills development program was rolled out to ensure that relevant skills are available as the sector recovers. On World Tourism Day, we celebrated the industry by hosting the first ever African Travel and Tourism Summit, a world-class interpretive center in Clarence, a truly beautiful place. And I'd like to invite all, like, all our members there to try and find their way to Clarence. It's a truly beautiful place. We went to the Northern Cape thereafter to have consultations about Credo Motors heritage and its tourism prospects in a dignified and respectful manner rather than a commercial exploitation of the legendary heritage that he has brought to us. We are now looking at all tourism assets of state entities to look at whether we can take over and revamp them. We can assist the Val community to, review, to revive the beautiful scenic picnic areas. It's just one example of what we want to do immediately. We have had the most magnificent entry into the new normal with the launch of South African Tourism's Global Advocacy Programme, the most vibrant advert, Live Again. I'd like you to watch this, and I'm hoping that it will play on our screens tonight, which, was, which has captured our resilience, who were able to live again after a very long lockdown. The day after that, we hosted Meetings Africa, with almost every country on the continent displaying its tourism potential. And soon thereafter, we concluded two successful trade shows, beginning with Africa Travel Week and the convention at the Convention Center in Cape Town. We're just the most spectacular in Daba, uh, we, uh, in, in Durban. And we brought there international buyers from around the world and created much needed revenue for the industry and the people of Natal that had just been battered by the floods. So indeed, we'll never gain chairperson. After COVID, we live to get better every day. Through our various campaigns focused on the domestic market to encourage our South Africans to enjoy the beauty and heritage of our home and what we, it has to offer, the turnaround in the performance of the sector uh, is now well on its way. Although from a low base, it is apparent for all to see that we are now living again. Most of the sector performance indicates um, indicators uh, that we're measuring showed an upturn in the year 2021. It is in this glimmer of hope that strengthens our resolve to do, to do even more, to plant more seeds that will see tourism growth beyond 2019 levels. The constitution stipulates, Chairperson, the responsibility of tourism is shared between the three spheres of government to ensure that there are enough resources to facilitate tourism development, while such efforts have gone into the capacitation of the national and provincial tiers of government in terms of tourism development, the local sphere in some areas of the country still lags far behind. This leads to uneven tourism development in the country. And I'd, I'd like uh, that we look into this together to see how we can together get the, the lowest level, the third level, to the standard of the other the Department of Tourism leads coordination at national uh, level, whilst provinces are responsible for coordination at a provincial level, and to provide support to the establishment of district local structures. Uh, local government is there and has to designate resources 
to enable proper coordination at that particular level. The Tourism Sector Recovery Plan is a collaborative plan which we worked on jointly uh, between our tourism players and we adopted it in Cabinet in April 2021 as part of the country's overall economic recovery from the pandemic and to ensure recovery of the tourism sector, including the economic growth that goes with it and job creation. We have thousands of SMEs throughout our township and rural areas and solve small dots, offering authentic creative experiences throughout our township, uh, our tourism value chain and throughout our townships. These SMMEs are crucial for our goal of inclusive, sustainable tourism and help spread the benefits of tourism to communities outside of the traditional normal tourism hotspots. The Enterprise Development and Transformation Program forms part of the key strategy aimed at introducing um, new players into the tourism economy and achieving the transformation objectives that we have in this country. It focuses on various subsectors in the tourism value chain and has been implemented over a few years already. It supports the growth of tourism enterprises in a manner that promotes inclusive participation and job creation that contributes to the competitiveness of the tourism destinations. We will monitor the implementation of the norms and standards for safe operations in the tourism sector across the value chain to enable safe travel and rebuild consumer confidence in us. The department currently has projects in various st stages of development across all nine provinces aimed at benefiting communities in areas with rich tourism potential. We have been deliberate in the identification of these projects, including those that are near major entrances to the Kruger National Park in an effort to extend the benefits of these assets to those communities living outside of the park, e.g. the Nundi, the Nundi Gate, the and uh, the Dinosaur Interpretive Center in Clarence, which is currently under construction. It will also be a state-of-the-art uh, interpretive center there. Uh, it will serve as an iconic tourist attraction modeled on the narrative uh, interpretation of the paleontological, archaeological, and geological evidence found at the Golden Gate Highlands National Park in the Free State Province. This addition, this addition will enhance and extend heritage uh, tourism offering the Free State as well as nearby tourism establishment and businesses. The department has in previous years completed several destinations planning projects in support of and in collaboration with provinces and local municipalities. These include the Wild Coast Master Plan and the three master plans in the Northern Cape. These regions were selected as some of the most economically depressed in the country, as well as least serviced and least visited. We've also completed several precinct planning exercises in support of local uh, municipalities, including uh, Kailicha, Canavan, Danzane, Halishewe, Port St. John's, etc. Subsequent to this, the department has completed the following plan planning work. One, the tourism concept to development of cluttered experiences within the completed master plan areas. These concepts 
comprise more detailed technical planning, and I am certain that select, the select committee has applied its mind to this, uh, and we have now put this in our planning uh, cycle. The concept seeks to identify potential community-based owned products, as well as potentially private-owned developments, including investment opportunities, etc. Gaps in services and infrastructure are also identified for attention, and I'm glad that I am speaking in the National uh, uh, Chamber of uh, Provinces now today because we need your help to ensure that we can make, make the relevant uh, input as the relevant uh, spheres of government is um, uh, the local government sphere. Concepts have been completed to include the Mahua tea estate and, waterfall, and waterfalls, Orange River Mouth, and the Karoo, etc. As a contribution to implementation of the precincts plan uh, has been completed, the department has completed other technical design work for the following uh, areas. An amphitheater in Mdanzane Township. We also want to make sure that we have uh, places of remembrance, like in Khalishewe. We want to make sure that there is public seating and eating arrangements in Kayelicha. We want to make sure that temporary market stores in Vilagazi Street in Soweto are upgraded and supported. We want to make sure that there are permanent points of sale and arts and craft workspaces, especially in places like Hanashiwe, in Soweto, and in various other places. At the beginning of this administration, the estimates were that South Africa would attract 16.5 million arrivals by 2030. And if the status quo remained the same, a pre-COVID period uh, target was set for 21 million tourists by 2030. The pandemic significantly affected this, as can be expected. But we hope to get back to this, and the projection now stands at 14.8 million arrivals by 2030. We hope that we will be able to rise beyond the projection. We remain committed to our efforts to enhance regional and continental tourism. And as I conclude, Chairperson, I'd like to thank you all for the opportunity that you've given me, and I'd like to thank you all for the support that you have given me uh, to get to where we are. We promise that we will do our best to ensure we get to our pre-COVID uh, levels of tourism. Thank you very much, Chairperson, for the time you've given me. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Minister. We'll now proceed to Honorable Bechai. Uh, uh, but as uh, Honorable Kai uh, uh, prepares to take the platform, I will now hand over the chairing to Honorable uh, uh, Nyambi. Uh, so please uh, come forward, Nyambi. Uh, otherwise, uh, uh, Honorable Kai, please feel free to, to begin. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, greetings to you. Greetings to the deputy chairperson of the NCOP, uh, the house chairpersons, uh, the chief whip, the honorable minister and honorable deputy minister, uh, MECs present, uh, permanent and special delegates, fellow South Africans. Honorable chairperson, while we are optimistic about the future of tourism sector, we cannot fail to acknowledge the fact that the COVID-19 pandemic had devastating effects in the lives of many, and it altered all our lives in a way we never imagined. In the period just before the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, 
The tourism sector in South Africa created 1.5 million jobs and contributed to 425.8 billion to the GDP. The sector also represented 8.6% of all economic activity in the country, which made South Africa the largest tourism economy in South Africa. The report released by Statistics South Africa revealed that foreign arrivals dropped by 71% from just over 15.8 million in 2019 to less than 5 million in 2020. And that the COVID-19 pandemic impacted the tourism industry quite hard around the world and in South Africa, mainly due to the lockdown and travel restrictions that were imposed. According to the United Nations World Tourism Organization, the global pandemic, first of its scale in a new era of interconnectedness, had put 100 million jobs at risk. Many micro, small, and medium-sized enterprises that employ a high share of women would represent 54% of the tourism workforce. The Economic Reconstruction and Recovery Plan reaffirms tourism's position as a major contributor to the South African economy and it envisages a role in the broader economic reconstruction and recovery effort. The Tourism Sector Recovery Plan gives life and meaning to the tourism sector's role through seven strategic interventions and a further set of key enablers, such as forming targeted strategic partnerships between government and industry, partnering with relevant departments to ensure improved travel facilitation through the implementation of e-visas, tourist safety, a lift capacity, and quicker turnaround times in the processing of tour operator licenses. Deployment of the vaccine to frontline workers and attainment of for population immunity and participating in global efforts to facilitate safe travel. And stimulating domestic demand through government consumption expenditure. The tourism recovery plan envisaged that together, the intervention and enablers outlined in the plan would facilitate the preservation of 189 billion rands of value, help the sector to recover to its 2019 output and employment levels by 2023, as well as position the sector for long-term sustainable growth. Furthermore, the implementation of the plan can reduce the impact of the COVID-19 crisis on employment by 125,000 jobs. Honorable Chairperson, I'm sure we can all attest that the measures put in place by the plan have assisted the sector to get back to its feet. A government COVID-19 containment measures, coupled with a steadfast rollout of vaccination program, have indeed yielded the intended results. Cooperative efforts in all spheres of government, its entities, private sector, and civil society, proved to be a powerful tool which we can use to combat any crisis we find ourselves in. In the State of the Nation address, the President Ramaphosa mentioned a number of interventions that were bearing in the work of the Department of Tourism. These include, among others, overcoming the COVID-19 pandemic, a massive rollout of the infrastructure, a substantial increase in local production, and employment stimulus to create jobs 
and support livelihoods and a rapid expansion of the country's energy generation capacity. The department received a total of 7.6 billion over the medium term. Transfer to the South African tourism account for an estimated 53.3%, which is 4.1 billion of this amount over the, this, this period. Expenditure is expected to increase at an average annual rate of 0.8% from 2.5 billion rent in 2021-2022 to 2.6 billion in 2024-2025. Of this allocation, 2.49 billion has been allocated for 2022-23 budget, which is a 370.8 million in allocated to fund compensation of employees. 550.4 million is budgeted for goods and services, uh, 1.5 billion for transfers and subsidies, and 4.8 million for payment of capital assets. While the ANC believes that this allocation is inadequate for the mammoth task of this department, principal amongst the uh, others being the urgent need to get the tourism economy back to its pre-COVID-19 trajectory. We are also alive to the reality that our fiscus has been severely constrained. The triple challenges of poverty, unemployment, inequality continue to worsen our economy. Grapples with the pandemic, the July 2021 unrest and the recent floods is a result of climate change. We implore on the department and its entities to use allocated funds optimally, while also fostering new partnerships in order to further strengthen the value of what has been allocated. The tourism sector remains part of the least transformed sectors of our economy. As we put money into supporting the tourism sector recovery, we cannot turn a blind eye to the task of systematically transforming this sector to serve and include all our people. In the words of Secretary General of the United Nations uh, World Tourism Organization, uh, Zorab uh, Polskavi, this, I quote, this COVID-19 crisis is an important, is, is, is an opportunity to rethink tourism sector and its contribution to the people and planet, an opportunity to build back better for, towards a more sustainable, inclusive and resilient tourism sector that ensure the benefits of tourism are enjoyed widely and fairly close quote. Our transformation strategy for the tourism sector as adopted in 2018, identify that the tourism sector is faced with ownership, uh, management, control, skills development, enterprise and supplier development socio-economic development and stakeholder partnership and collaboration problems that need to be addressed. It, is, it further makes the determination that addressing this problem is critical in building a bridge to enhance the pace of transformation to facilitate and integrate industry-wide processes to catalyze transformation in the sector and map out a comprehensive set of targeted actions for transforming the sector beyond the EEE compliance. Honorable Chair, transformation of this sector is imperative and inevitable. It cannot be that minority groups 
keep running to the courts in an attempt to enforce the same patterns that exclude majority of people from truly bettering their lives and that of generations to come using tourism, tourism products and offerings. Honorable Chair, evidently the tourism sector is most vulnerable to economic shocks such as the pandemics and climate change. We need a social compact geared towards the adoption of new strategies that will effectively and positively change the resilience in the sector. The African National Congress welcomes the United Nations World Tourism Organization's move to accelerate the adoption of new technology among tourism enterprises. And we hope that South Africa and the continent as a whole can leverage benefit from this initiative. This will be done through the digital future programs launched in collaboration with some of the world's leading uh, technology, finance and business companies. We must also support this initi initiative as it is focused on small and medium-sized enterprises, which make up 80% of all tourism businesses. The UNWTO aims to reach at least 1 million tourism SMEs over the lifetime of the program, providing them with the foundational skills and knowledge needed to harness the power of new and emerging technologies. The program is anticipated to assist the SMEs recover from the impact of pandemic and drive the sector forward, powered by innovation and new technology. According to the World Bank research, another area of focus post-COVID-19 should be the green tourism or ecotourism. The World Bank argues that for every dollar government invested in protected areas and support of, for nature-based tourism in 2019, the economic rate of return was at least six times the original investment. As the ANC support this budget vote, the use of the district development model to enhance the and ensure coordination in the work of the department. We also call on the department to fast track the reviewal of the white paper on the development and promotion of tourism in South Africa processes, as it is long overdue. Honorable Chair, tourism is one of the major contributors to the economy and society in terms of job creation, investment, boosting urban and rural economies. Growth of SMMEs, both in urban and rural communities, is also largely dependent uh, on the growth of the tourism industry. Honorable Chair, evidence indicates that tourism has a deep and wide value chain linkages, which offers many SMMEs opportunities from vehicle manufacturing for the car rental industry to textile manufacturers producing linen that accommodation providers and restaurant buy. It has great potential to contribute to the well-being of communities. It could shape government efforts to meet sustainable development goals. The importance of the tourism industry find expression in the national development plan, reimagine industrial strategy, and the economic reconstruction and recovery plan. Global and domestic measures designed to fight the spread of the virus, the restriction on travel, business operation, and people-to-people -people interaction have brought the tourism industry to its knees. Departments' budget and spending plans 
seeks to put in, in action the targeted action plans outlining the tourism sector recovery plan and to place the tourism industry in pre-COVID-19 pandemic period and beyond. Honorable members, although we, are, we all agree that the public spending with regard to spending in the tourism industry need to be scaled up, taking into consideration the impact of COVID-19 pandemic to the industry. However, great efforts have been made to align the current budget and spending plans to the tourism sector recovery plan. The development of tourism sector recovery plan demonstrated the importance of the collaboration and partnership between government and industry stakeholders in bolstering efforts to put tourism into a new inclusive growth strategy. Businesses and organizations across the tourism industry contributed immensely in the development of industry recovery plan. The budget and spending plans attempt to put resources into targeted intervention co-identified by the government and tourism industry players. The budget and spending plans correctly put more emphasis in the growth and development of domestic tourism with market segment in providing a much needed boost to help sustain many tourism destinations and businesses and will continue to be a key driver of recovery in the short to medium term. The department is expected to spend a targeted initiative to bolster global marketing program to reignite international demand and implement initiatives that support and promote tourism regional integration. South Africa tourism will continue to market South Africa internationally and domestically as a preferred tourism and business events destination and monitor and evaluate the performance of the tourism sector over the medium term. South African tourism is expected to spend approximately 4 billion to drive a tourism initiative. This excludes income generation from own revenue, such as tourism marketing levels, trading income, is interest on investment, and sundry income from events such as exhibition. The department recognizing that the, target, the targeted development initiative will require inter-sector collaboration and focus cross-sectoral intervention to ensure improved travel, travel facilitation through implementation of e-visas, uh, tourist safety, uh, lift capacity, and quick turnaround in processing of tour operators' licenses, as I indicated above. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable House Chairperson. ANC support this budget. So I continue, sir. You are sleepy. We can't hear you. House Chair, I don't know if you're calling me, but we can't hear you. If that is the case, I shall start. Thank you. Honorable um, Nyambi, sorry. Honorable Boss, Honorable Nyambi, the mute bottom is bottom left, just so that we can all get on the technology. He's still on holiday. He's still on holiday, a very big one. 
Can I start? At the recent travel in Daba held in Durban, the Minister Inter Alia alluded to the many great achievements her department had reached with regards to travel and tourism. Unfortunately, this is not what I have experienced, as feedback from ground sings another song. Tourism on the ground reflects the reality that government has done little to nothing for the tourism and travel sector. The growth and development we see in this sector, which, by the way, is one of the largest contributors to the GDP, is because of this sector's own resilience and not because of government's assistance or interventions. However, what she did not mention was that due to her government's job-destroying lockdown period during COVID-19, around 470,000 jobs in the tourism sector were lost. If she were more on the ground and less busy trying to secure her position as the next president of this country, she would see how these draconian regulations had impacted on the sector. It will take the sector years to recover, to once again reach its full potential. This crisis or pandemic, or call it what you wish, was an opportunity for the tourism department to rethink how tourism going forward, forward would interact with our societies, other economic sectors and our natural resources of which we have an abundance. And then also our rich and diverse ecosystems. Another aspect was to rethink on how to measure and manage it better, to ensure a fair distribution of its benefits, and to advance the transition towards a resilient tourism economy. This department should have, by now, identified the massive impact this pandemic had and will still have on the lives and livelihoods of our citizens and our communities to ensure a people-centered tourism sector is rebuilt. One of the key factors that the department should have addressed was to ensure that health factors continue to be a priority and coordinated health pro protocols at all tourism-related businesses were in place to protect workers, communities, and travelers alike. Honorable Chair, the tourism sector is the supporter of an extensive value chain, which consists of accommodation, restaurants, transport, airlines, tourist destination, food and beverage companies, tour guides and many more, which translate into thousands of jobs, supporting a vast majority of the population. This sector deserves more than only the crumbs that seem to be handed down to them. The DA saw and even alerted the department to the potential misuse of relief funding during presentations to the select committee. However, the department chose to turn a blind eye to our observations and lo and behold, a whopping 13 million was incorrectly paid out through the tourism relief fund and the relief fund for tourist guides and not a single report has been forthcoming as to the steps taken against any of the transgressors. In South Africa, Honorable House Chair, there are many barriers hampering tourism, like the ease of entry, infrastructure collapse, crime, and of course, the new threat on the horizon, climate change. We saw e-visas being rolled out to 14 countries earlier this year, which I admit is a step in the right direction. However, it needs to be rolled out to the rest of the globe to facilitate potential travelers who want to spend their dollars in our country 
And I trust, Minister, you will engage further with the Minister of Home Affairs to fast track the access for the other countries. Infrastructure collapse is another huge threat to tourism, to lure tourists to our shores. We need to be able to provide first-class services like clean water, good roads, a stable electricity supply. Unfortunately, tourism in our towns and villages have been dealt a severe blow due to the quality of their water resources, which are infested with human feces due to wastewater treatment plants not functioning properly or not functioning at all, leakages and interruption to the supply due to aging infrastructure and the lack of skills. The roads to various points of interest, and I can only just speak on Mpumalanga and attractions are in a state of disrepair, which is not only a hindrance to any tourism, but a grave danger to the tourists as their lives are put at stake and their vehicles are damaged due to the many potholes found on these roads. Tourists are exposed to rolling blackouts, which puts the owner of the establishment in a predicament as he or she cannot always provide backup electricity, especially in light of the price of fuel, which has skyrocketed due to the Russian-Ukrainian war. These impediments resonate not only with tourism in our rural areas, but with those running tourism businesses in our metros as well. Being in Durban for both the travel in Darba and the ILO on the elimination of child labor afforded me the opportunity to see for myself what impact the recent floods had, not only on the infrastructure, but the beaches as well. It is a sorry state of affairs, Minister, with some beaches being closed for use by the public and tourists alike due to excessive sewer leakages into the ocean. The same goes for the rivers, which provide water to many settlements on the embankments. If these matters are not addressed, this country will experience a pandemic worse than COVID-19. I now come to the aspect of crime. International travel bodies are warning travelers to exercise caution when traveling to South Africa, as the crime, which includes murder, robbery, carjacking, rape, etc., has escalated. Visitors are cautioned not to walk around alone, never to drive with an open car window, and never to display casual valuables. This minister should not be the case, and I urge you to engage with the Minister of Police to request increased visible policing to combat the crime that is crippling the tourism industry. In the wake of climate change, which is a topic of great importance across the globe, it is important for the tourism department to adopt an approach of cross-collaboration, not only locally, but globally. We need to see the sector plan to adapt to all forms of climate change and have in place programs that will address the scarcity of our water resources due to the increase of temperatures, addressing the risk of sea levels rising, and of course, putting a plan of action in place to protect the ever-increasing threat on our biodiversity. We cannot, through the lack of information or knowledge, allow the impact of climate change on this sector to deter any visitor from visiting our shores. Minister, I am pleading with you to take your duties as the custodian of this department seriously, as you and your department need to be at the forefront of 
all initiatives to ensure that this industry does not collapse because of the threats, as stated in my speech. Minister, you and your department need to be innovative in your ideas. And last but not least, you need to be proactive and not reactive. I would then also, Honourable Minister, like to extend an invitation to you to please, as a matter of urgency, attend a further meeting. Sorry, um, could they just switch off their mics? Attend a tourism meeting with the select committee as we, since your appointment as the minister, have not set eyes on you at any meetings. We need to be granted the same respect as the members of the portfolio committee. Engagement with you is crucial so as to afford the members serving on this committee the opportunity to share critical information with the tourism sector on ground level. They need to be reassured that you care about their needs and not only your needs. Minister, in your opening speech, you spoke about needing assistance from the select committee. We here, we prepared to work with you. Just attend meetings oh, yes. and afford us the respect we so rightfully deserve. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll now invite uh, uh, the Honorable Mfoko, Eastern Cape MEC. Honorable Mfoko. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, greetings to the Chairperson of the NCOP, uh, the Minister for Tourism, uh, Honorable uh, Lindy Wesisulu, the Deputy Minister. Honorable members of this House, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Honorable House Chair, on behalf of the Eastern Cape, I wish to welcome and support the budget vote for the Department of Tourism, as was delivered by Minister Sulu. In her speech, the minister painted a picture of a tourism sector that was battered by COVID-19 pandemic and the consequences of that in the South African economy. She has, however, also painted a picture of a sector that displayed resilience and zeal. We noted that from 2019 to 2020, there was a 32.4% drop in total employment of travel and tourism in South Africa, based on total contribution of travel and tourism to employment compared to 2019. Although the international travel was up, affected by the pandemic and affected tourism in the country, statistics from the Department of Tourism indicated that domestic tourist arrivals increased for the Eastern Cape during 2020. Despite the COVID-19 pandemic, there were 3.7 million domestic trips, an increase from 2019 figures of 2, of 2 million. This improvement placed the Eastern Cape at number one in the country in terms of domestic trips undertaken. The amount generated is estimated at 7.3 billion rand. This performance is unprecedented in recent history, given that the results have exceeded all imaginations. Honorable members, in 2020, as the Eastern Cape, we invested in the implementation of the tourism recovery plan, focusing on three key interventions. That is tourism uh, intelligence, 
business continuity and sustainability, smart market and smart marketing. Subsequently, various initiatives were undertaken during the lockdown in anticipation of the reopening of the tourism sector as the lockdown restrictions were gradually being relaxed. The statistics uh, illustrate the consequences of the smart marketing efforts. As we all know that the tourism recovery plan also depends on infrastructure development to support economic growth and development. In this regard, we appreciate the support received from the National Government Department, including the Department of Tourism, Department of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment, and other funders such as the National Lottery Commission that have funded a number of projects in the Eastern Cape, especially within uh, the Eastern Cape Parks and Tourism Agency Nature Reserves. Admittedly, COVID-19 has impacted negatively in terms of delaying the progress in the construction of many uh, projects. Department of of Tourism has been of great assist to improve our tourism infrastructure. We're currently working with the Department on Infrastructure Maintenance Maintenance Program to identify the prioritized projects in ECDPA's nature reserves. Just to mention a few of the projects, the National Department of Tourism has assisted us on uh, uh, Honorable House Chair, they have made a total investment of 21 million rand for the construction of four hikers sites. Uh, and the work done there is at 50% uh, completion. The investment included the refurbishment of the Port Alfred and Wild Coast beaches. Thus far, the, 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 the project has created uh, 16 job opportunities. They've also invested 41.9 million rand for the construction of the new uh, tourist accommodation facility and office space in, in Cape Morgan Nature Reserve. The project has created 30 local jobs and the construction is at 71% completion. The provision of universal ac- accessibility at Dwesa Reserve has been completed. This includes the new ablution facilities and upgrade to one Charlie funded by the Department of Tourism and implemented by CPTA. Um, Minister, in her speech, mentioned that uh, her department has implemented a tourism infrastructure maintenance program in key tourism assets, as well as finalizing the Bavian Kloof uh, Interpretive uh, Center that is located within our province. We appreciate all, all this support as we believe that it will assist us to boost our economic growth ambitions, especially at the time that our equitable share allocation uh, continues to dwindle. Honorable members, we are aware of the impact of the climate change in the tourism sector. As we are currently reviewing the Eastern Cape Tourism Master Plan, the issue of climate change will also receive attention to ensure that there is guidance and awareness provided on these effects, especially with respect to tourism in the coastal communities, which are most uh, prone to flooding. As a province that was also affected by the recent flood disaster, our agency, CTPA, is working with TBSA to attend to the facilities that have been affected in the nature reserves. Yes, COVID-19 has changed the face of the sector, but it has also taught us to break down silos, to strengthen partnerships, and to gain new appreciation for the collective responsibility of what we are working towards. That is to leverage our tremendous natural resources to drive growth and development of the province we call home. This time requires customer care and service excellence as paramount antidotes. Teamwork, partnerships, and collaboration is the ultimate currency. 
I want to urge all the tourism and hospitality product owners to join us in this journey. We've already shown to the many successful public-private partnerships and collaborations forged during the pandemic that our collective abilities far exceed our individual efforts. Honorable House Chair, I want to tell all travelers across the world that we as the Eastern Cape stand ready to welcome you all. Uh, it is yours to explore. Diabulela, thank you very much. Thank you. I'll now invite Honorable Mokause. Thank you, you, uh, House Chair. House Chair, the Economic Freedom Fighters rejects the proposed budget for Department of Tourism with the contempt it deserves. Tourism stands as a key economic sector with the potential to make great contribution towards development in destination areas as well as act as a driver of employment creation in South Africa. Yet under the leadership of this department, the potential is yet to be realized. Chair, this department stands responsible for marketing South Africa, both domestic and internationally. The expansion of tourism industry is the key driver of growth and development and this has always been neglected. Currently, tourism stands as highly vulnerable in South Africa. There is no leadership at all in this department. The tourism industry has lost more than 1 million jobs since the COVID pandemic, and it has impacted negatively this industry, mainly due to lockdown travel destinations that were travel restrictions which were imposed but we know that government is one of that caused the most damage to the tourism industry especially in the hospitality industry okay as a result our people who owns bnbs small hotels and restaurants lost their livelihoods. The only tourism industry which survived this disaster such as COVID, the July unrest and the floods in both KwaZulu-Natal and the province of Eastern Cape are wide international tourism structures. Black people are completely excluded in the tourism industry. The situation has been worsened as government failed to give relief on time. Chair, the people of KwaZulu-Natal have suffered unbearable loss in all spheres of their lives. It is crime that still today, government has not yet quantified the cost to assist the tourism sector. It has been almost two months now, Chairperson, and the people are still waiting on government for assistance. There is no communication. People in the tourism sector are now coming to the economic freedom fighters requesting to be assisted, assisted because government has completely neglected, neglected them and failing them. Residents in rural areas, Chair, who offer 
activities such as home-based tourism, ecotourism, cultural tourism, adventurous tourism, guest farms, backpacking, riding, and agritourism stand stranded, neglected by government with no form of relief. This should have been a priority to South African government after what we went through. This is concerning to note as rural tourism increases the participation of the poor in the overall development of tourism and in turn also bring great benefits to residents living in rural areas as rural areas are often forgotten and disadvantaged by most government programs in comparison to their urban uh, counterparts. The demand of building infrastructure and destination in villages, townships, and small towns is reduced to events by government departments. And this chairperson cannot be counted as a support from the tourism department. We know this to be true. As we went to view uh, Chief Makoma uh, in Taba, Kanondoba, the state of gravesite is shocking. Yet, the MEC comes here and grandstand in this council. Steve Biko in this, as grave in the Eastern Cape in King Williamstown, also stand dilapidated. And the engraving chairperson and the sign uh, and the signage on the grave is washed away by rain. And chairperson, it's almost in almost 10 years from now on, we will not be, we will not even know where Steve Biko uh, has been buried. Chairperson, next to Steve Biko's grave. The Castle King Mass Grave Memorial in King Williamstown is covered by grass. Next to the Mass Grave in Eastern Cape in King Williamstown, there is a memorial grave of white soldiers that is well maintained by the ANC government, just right next to it. This is not only happening in the Eastern Cape House Chairperson, it is happening in all provinces where these current premiers who are serving their white masters only takes care of the grave sides of white people and neglect great uh, freedom fighters of black people. The tourism sector ought to be a national priority to that it can only contribute to the improvement of the quality of life of all South Africans. Tourism should be used to help the development of rural and township communities. The department should be providing support to investors in rural communities and in less developed geographical areas so that the potential of these areas is unleashed by improving infrastructure that enhances accessibility to remote areas but the department is cutting budget to create jobs. The people who must be placed in the working uh, tourism programs are sitting at home because 18 million rand was cut off this budget. We reject this budget chairperson as the department has failed to develop and implement marketing strategies 
scenes, beauty, diverse wildlife, ecotourism, and a variety of cultural and heritage sites in South Africa. The department has failed to realize that South Africa's potential as a big event destination and to build a travel and tourism culture among South Africans. This department has failed to encourage the grading of establishment to enhance South Africa's value proposition and experiences of all tourists. The EFF rejects this proposed budget for tourism department with a contempt it deserves. Thank you. Thank you. The next is uh, Honorable Miema. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, allow me, on behalf of uh, of the African National Congress, to throw my weight uh, in support of this budget vote, the tourism vote. Honorable House Chair, allow me also to pay due recognition to the National Chairperson of the National Council of Province, the Deputy Chair, uh, two House Chairs and the Chief Whip and the Minister and a team, and my honorable colleagues, fellow South Africans. A few weeks ago, a great tragedy befell our nation, causing widespread destruction and significant loss of life. The floods in Bazoum Natal, Eastern Cape, and Northwest destroyed hundreds of livelihoods and important infrastructure, inclusive also of tourist infrastructure that is imperative for economic activity, and growth. It is important, Honorable House Chair, to also raise that the tourism sector remains one of the most susceptible and vulnerable uh, sector to such economic disasters. The sixth assessment report of the intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, indicates that by 2030, 50% of the world's population living in coastal areas will be exposed to such floods, storms, and tsunamis. Indeed, this will intensify the vulnerability of communities living in those poverty-striking conditions Therefore, this necessitated that the ANC-led government working together with business, organized labor, and civil society must be able to put in place mechanisms for effective rapid response to such disasters. Indeed, we welcome Minister Susulu and the department's pledge to assist these communities through the introduction of a solidarity relief fund so as to revive the tourism industry. And indeed, this must be appreciated, uh, Honorable Minister. I suspect those on the extreme right and extreme left did not hear that. 
As we all know, tourism is one of the most important areas of foreign currency. Therefore, tourism creates hundreds of thousands of direct jobs for low-skilled and million of jobs in related sectors. Honorable House Chair, the recovery of this sector will require that we all work together with the aim of having a more inclusive and transformed tourism sector that is resilient. And we got that from the minister's uh, input. We implore the department to continue working with various government departments and entities for the rollout of the incentives program. In this regard, we welcome the formal partnership established with entities such as the National Empowerment Fund, the Industrial Development Corporation, the Tourism Grading Council of South Africa, and the Small Enterprise Finance Agency. The Tourism Incentive Programs offers partial financial support to qualifying small tourism enterprises to enable them to participate and exhibit at selected tourism marketing platforms. And you saw this, Honorable Minister, during the African Indaba. The ANC calls for a social compact that is going to be inclusive of the public and private sectors, and we need initiatives to go down to the municipal level, wherein most of our SMEs in the tourism value chain are located. Therefore, tourism must take its rightful place as the driver of economic growth. Support and inclusion must be given to new entrants in the sector. Also making use of the district development model to ensure that linkages are established with other sectors in local economies. We applaud the leadership of the KwaZulu-Natal government for the initiative they took to invite the president and his team uh, together with organized business into a meeting to establish how they can join hands in building back the economy of the province after the devastation of the floods. We also agree with the chair of the KwaZulu-Natal Growth Coalition that private-public partnership model as a funding model needs to be pursued more actively as part of the recovery efforts. It is against the backdrop of this initiative that we urge the minister to contest and defend the court action on the tourism equity fund and look at other legally viable ways in which the fund can be released for disbursement to business that adhere to the broad-based black economic empowerment scorecard. We agree this could probably be the reason as to why they reject this budget because of the illustration by the department through tourism equity funds to be more biased towards the historically excluded uh, entrepreneurs. These funds would boost this business and allow even those who lost their jobs as a consequence of the COVID-19 pandemic to return into the tourism value chain. In addition to that, more opportunities would likely be created, thereby reducing the unemployment rate. 
Honorable House Chair, we urge that Afri Forum and Solidarity must resist from being stumbling blocks to the transformation of our economy. If they continue, they must be prepared to take responsibility for the consequences that include social instability, poverty, and crime. The Memorandum of Understanding signed with Emirates Airline has shared, presents a unique opportunity for South Africa to leverage from their key markets, thereby promoting and boosting visitor arrivals and inbound traffic into South Africa. This is a bold move as Emirates uh, is the world's largest airline and we hope that this partnership will yield the intended results as we revive our SAA and reposition destination South Africa to the world at large. The African National Congress commend the work as chair of the South African tourism in supporting emerging tourism enterprises to be included into the mainstream tourism economy through marketing exposure. We are testimony to that. We saw that when we are in Durban. South African tourism does this through a number of platforms, including participation at Africa's travel in Daba. And South African tourism will be assisting 1,096 SMEs in the medium term, right up to 2024-25. This cumulative number of tourism SMEs will be assisted through both business events platforms and visitor experience and hosting itineraries. This year's Africa Travel in Daba amplified the need for collaborative efforts with an emphasis on countries of the African continent helping each other to rebuild the tourism sector to the creation of jobs and poverty alleviation. 120 SMEs were represented across all stands. A further 90 SMEs were hosted on the South African Development of Tourism stand under the theme Hidden Gems from around South Africa. These comprised 10 SMEs selected from each province. This provided for an opportunity to network with African delegates to identify prospects on the continent and broker deals with delegates from countries such as Botswana, Namibia, Mozambique, Ghana, and Zimbabwe, amongst others. On grading, House Chair, Honorable Members, we must show our support for the South African tourism plans to achieve a target of 5,355 graded establishment in this financial year. Among this will be SMEs assisted through tourism grading support incentives of the Tourism Incentive Program with greater emphasis placed on assisting new interests to be more sustainable. This could be the reason why the DA and the EFF is best supporting this budget, Minister. A specific focus will be on reviewing the grading system to include emerging products and accommodation SMMEs. This will enable these MMEs to use grading as a tool to attract investors and potential clients into their establishment. Honorable House Chair, the ANC welcomes the increase in budget allocation for Program 2 of 2.4%, which in nominal terms is from 1.3 billion to 1.4 billion in this financial year. 
The ANC support is motivated by the fact that the main cost driver for, for this program will be transferred to the department's entity, South African Tourism. In 2021, the transfer to South African Tourism was significantly reduced at 423 million, with the funding allocated towards relief funds for COVID-19. Therefore, it is encouraging that the budget allocation has reverted to 2019 allocation as a result of the lifting of global lockdowns and travel bans and vaccination rollouts. Indeed, this is a reflection that indeed tourism is back on its track. The increasing allocation is aimed at recovery initiatives for the sector. We hope that they will carry the theme of collaboration across the board and use this allocation to foster a more transformed and inclusive tourism sector as we promote domestic, regional, and international tourism. Let us also strike a balance so as to showcase product offering from the diverse South Africa. Let us also expose the world to the mosaic of superb scenic landscape, a fascinating cultural heritage of Limpopo, a colorful history and variety of cultural tourist attraction, such as the annual floral display that takes place in the Namako land of the Northern Cape. Not to forget the home of diverse landscapes and wildlife with stunning scenery and fascinating things to do in the province of Upumalanga. The list goes on and on, with every province having its own special offering. We encourage the various provinces to work with South African tourism and allocate more financial and non-financial resources to ensure that more marketing initiatives are in place to attract more tourists. Honorable House Chair, the ANC support budget vote 38, tourism. Thank you, Honorable House Chair. Thank you. Thank you. I'll now invite the DM Ngango Masalela, Honorable uh, uh, Masalela, who's a DM of tourism. Mazir. No, so thank you, uh, Honorable House Chair. A Minister of Tourism, MSCs of Tourism in various provinces, the Chair of the Select Committee, and members of the Select Committee's Honourable Members, Director General, the Acting CEO of the SAT, fellow South Africans. We present here today our aspiration for a more prosperous tourism sector that benefits also all our citizens in an inclusive way. As we, took, as we undertook the process to develop the plans we are tabling here today, we're still in the throes of extremely punitive, damaging and unfair red listing of the Southern Africa region by several countries preventing their citizens from traveling to our destination. The levels of uncertainty about the future of tourism were quite high. Despite all of these, we choose hope. We opted to focus on our resources of re our, our sector 
for the recovery that we are intent on creating. We decided to rally all our public and private partners towards what is, was possible. To achieve this future we hope for, we argue that a diverse tourism offering that is unique and of quality is key to enable for the growth we want. We present to you our plans for improving diversity of the tourism offering in our destination, for ensuring quality assured products serviced by skilled personnel to improve the experience of our visitors, as well as our plans for using business events and the domestic market to increase the economic performance of the tourism as a sector. Honorable members will be aware of the importance of the domestic market, the sustainable development of tourism. Its benefits for addressing seasonality patterns and geographical spread are well documented. As we set out to continue our efforts to grow this important market in 2022-2023, we want to ensure that the brand alignment in marketing in South Africa is strengthened. We will continue to collaborate with provinces to achieve this alignment through established structures such as the MINMEC and the CEOs Forum. Research indicates that, that domestic consumers are looking for affordable travel rates and information on where to go and what to do. South African tourism has responded accordingly with targeted deal-driven domestic campaigns, which has yielded positive results. In relation to domestic market, we are still confronted by barriers that required interventions of our portfolio. These barriers include a perceived lack of safety and security, lack of value for money, and a low brand appeal. As we proceed to the, into the 2022-2023 financial year, South African tourism will intensify its efforts that focus on servicing and growing domestic, regional, and international leisure tourism in order to drive recovery of the tourism sector in the near and to the medium term. The department has implemented the domestic tourism scheme in 2021-2022 financial year in the Northern Cape, Houting, and Limpopo, highlighting the role and responsibility of tour operators to help contribute in making travel accessible, enabling the participation of people with modest income and previously marginalized groups in the society. These initiatives inculcate the culture of travel will continue in, the next, in this financial year. Another important opportunity for growth visitors lies in the business events subsector. The South African National Convention Bureau will actively seek to develop leads for future business events to ensure that South African develops and maintains a bid pipeline for continued growth of the event sector. One of the key trust strategies to maintain South Africa's position as the number one business events destination in Africa in the Middle East, and to be truly competitive on the international stage 
is the enhanced focus on business development support to maximize South Africa's chances of winning the rights to host business events. In addition to international events, we'll continue to implement the National Association project that drives the development of secondary meetings destination by encouraging localized associations. This project has the potential to address the concentration of business events in main cities and contributes to geographical spread, encouraging federation and, and societies to rotate their national meetings conferences across South Africa, spreading the economic impact of local meetings and conferences to villages, towns, and small darkness. With the programs indicated above, that, that drive the demand side needs to be met with responsive supply of quality, diverse, unique, and transformed offering in the sector. The maintenance program has been a flagship program in this regard. The program has the objective to improve and ensure proper maintenance of national parks assets for destination enhancement, job creation, and small, medium, and macro enterprises. The program also responds to the economic reconstruction and recovery plan, as well as the tourism sector recovery plan on the protection and rejuvenating supply. The system of national parks in South Africa is a very significant asset for tourism growth. The maintenance program contributes to ensuring that these crucial tourism assets do not decay to a point where we will lose significant revenue and jobs. Total, uh, total cumulative employment created by the program was 857 with an expenditure of about 82 million by mid-March. This program will be expanded to include several provincial parks as part of the presidential employment stimulus. Another benefit of this program is that the contractors overseeing the work have progressed through at least one level in the upgrading, allowing them to bid for bigger contracts going forward. Given the nature of the parks, the program is predominantly rural. I'm sure Honorable Nautauza is listening, is predominantly rural, benefiting communities and participants in the proximity to the parks, many of whom felt that they do not benefit from the parks. Another key enabler is the crucial role of provinces and local government in creating conditions for tourism growth. In their legislative mandate, provincial and local government can contribute significantly to the attractiveness of the destination, thereby boosting our ability to market the destination. We'll continue to support the two spheres to play an increasing, improving role in this regard. We must, however, Chair, indicate that uh, we don't have a responsibility of maintaining heritage sites. Heritage sites is the responsibility of the Department of Arts and Culture. Here we're debating tourism, and therefore we need to understand the role and the function as stipulated in the Constitution. Visitor experience can make or break a destination. The good experience of tourists within our destination can grow 
our repeat visitor numbers and extend our reach to potential future tourists through word of mouth. In this regard, we focus on ensuring ethical skills are availed for the sector and that quality of assurance is provided for our offering. We will continue to implement the Youth Skills Pro Development Program nationwide, ensuring geographical spread. The various training programs being offered are based on industry demand of these skills. The program is implemented in partnership with private sector and with the objectives to contribute towards poverty alleviation through payment of stipend, placement of learners to in tourism and hospitality establishment, thereby granting them exposure to job opportunities and income generation. The programs to be implemented this financial year include food quality, food safety quality assurance program, where 300 unemployed and retrenched youth in KZN, Western Cape and Gauteng provinces will benefit. The National Youth Chefs Program targeting 300 unemployed youth in the Free State and Northern Cape. The Hospitality Youth Pro food, food, food and Beverages Program, which will be implemented in all nine provinces, targeting 1,000 youth. The wine service training program, which was implemented in Wazul Natal, Western Cape and Northern Cape, and will be implemented in Wazul Natal in Western Cape this financial year, targeting 252 youth. Uh, the National Youth Career Expo, uh, which was attended by over 3,000 students this year, will continue this financial year uh, to, to be implemented. A total number of 1,000 of the educators. As you conclude. As I conclude, Chair, let me indicate that we, we want to indicate that we'll proceed steadily further away from this painful era of the pandemic, charting new paths of development growth. We wish to join the clarion call made by the President that no one should be left behind. We therefore call upon all our social partners to lend uh, all hands on deck as we, as we part a social compact, as we confront these challenges facing by this beautiful country of ours. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Commissar. Now invite uh, Honorable Proutenses. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Minister, Honorable Members, fellow South Africans. At the heart of, the, of tourism in South Africa lies the statement, local is lacquer. That is the primary reason why we as a country do our best to attract visitors to our shores, to experience a uniquely South African experience in terms of hospitality and environment. We must, however, never forget that tourism is an extremely competitive market. Every other country in the world also believes that their country is the best, and just as we do, tries to convince patrons to visit and spend. In fact, given our geographical location, many tourists shun the long haul when they have so many other attractions close to home. In short, it is vital that we are innovative, flexible, and always create an environment to conducive to success. If we do not, patrons will simply go elsewhere and we will sit with a lost opportunity. I raise these cautions in the context of the province I represent here in this house, KZN, the Kingdom of the Zulu. 
We are understandably proud of our heritage and amazing natural splendor. From the mites and the traditions of the Zulu nation to the majestic Drakensberg, to our warm beaches and sea, and of course, our unique game reserves. We really do have a lot to offer. We have a world-class airport in Kingshaga International that welcomes guests and promises much. But here is the catch. There is always a catch. As soon as you leave the airport and the generally well-maintained national highways, you discover the reason why KZN is not the best tourism province in the country. The provincial and rural roads present a game of dodgems to the unwary tourist as they have to swerve unexpectedly for massive potholes and often end up damaging their vehicles in remote and desolate areas with no cell phone signal. The grandeur of our natural beauty is lost on our guests as they try to repair a tire in the sweltering heat or in the dark cold. Not an experience you would send a postcard home about. And when you get to your destination, you could well be without basic services like electricity, water and sanitation. As the holiday season in KZN looms, we have the Itigwini Metro struggling without water and putting up with the stench of hundreds of thousands of litres of raw sewage pumping into our rivers and the Indian Ocean. Beaches are closed and the tourists will stay away. This catastrophe is obviously due to the devastating floods in April, but it must be noted that this happened six weeks ago and no major interventions have been made. The same cannot be said for one of the main tourist destinations in KZN, the Lower South Coast. The Ugu district has been ravaged by corruption and incompetence for the past decade, and this has invariably led to consistent and persistent water supply problems, where these areas have been had water outages for weeks on end. This area stretches from Scottborough down to Port Edward, a 120-kilometer stretch of our Daryl tourist attraction coastline. Whilst the municipality and the province fiddles, the tourism income to the tune of billions is literally burning to ashes. So the question may be asked, what has this got to do with the Department of Tourism? The simple reality is, is that the department cannot sit back and watch. Unlike the Western Cape, where that government and those municipalities take the tourism environment seriously, and it shows, the department must play a direct and meaningful role in the ANC municipalities in KZN to make sure that the environment for tourism is conducive to happy holidays and a desire to return again and again. The budget we are debating today sadly makes no provision for interventions in this regard. So my question today to the minister is, although it's not your responsibility, Tourism has to realise that you need to seriously consider this proposal and reach out to COCTA and establish a well-resourced interministerial task team to find solutions to this worsening crisis. Otherwise, we will kiss many, many tourism dollars, euros, pounds, and even local tourism away. I thank you, Minister. I thank you, House. Thank you. I'll now invite uh, Honorable Mokone, Limpopo, MSc, Economic Development, Environment and Tourism. Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Deputy Chairperson, the President of Salga, 
Honorable Minister of Tourism, Honorable Deputy Minister of Tourism, Honorable House Chairperson, Committees and Oversight, Honorable uh, Delegates, Honorable Special Delegates, Acting Secretary to Parliament and Secretary to the NCOP. In Chicago, Honorable Chairperson, it is my pleasure to be given this opportunity to be part of the debate of budget vote number 38 of tourism to this August House. This is the sitting after this is the sitting after we have celebrated Africa Day celebration. This concept also contributes in promoting the continent as it showcases attractive sites for people to visit. The year 2020 will certainly be remembered as the year that affected the tourism industry severely. The impact was devastating on several parts of our parts of interest into the country and Limpopo. The local tourism business was disarrayed on providing services to the tourism industry. Honorable members, in 2019, the province enjoyed a huge number of tourism from various places in the world. Limpopo province recorded 2.2 million international visitors during the, that year. But with COVID-19, the number of tourists declined abruptly. Taking the lead from the national tourism sector, recovery plan, the main building blocks that drive the Limpopo tourism recovery plan are to protect and maintain the provincial market share and tourism infrastructure. The province has started its implementation of recovery plan and aimed at building an aggressive domestic marketing drive and destination development plan focused on sustaining the province's competitive advantage in the market. Limpopo is a leading tourism destination and only gateway to the rest of Africa through one of the busiest ports of entry to the country came to a standstill during this period. The announcement of tourism in, in the province was enriched, enriched by recently opened National Botanical Garden in Zimbabwe, Tuando. This will also boost tourism in the province and provide a long-lasting solution to create economic opportunities. The Botanical Garden is already providing catalysts to expand tourism benefit to the area by attracting attention to other major tourism facilities like Pipidi Waterfall, Funduzi Lake, Tate Bonde, Holy Forest, and Nandoni Dam. Limpopo was the first province to host South African largest event post-COVID era, Marula Festival, in Papalabura local municipality, which attracted thousands of guests to the Mopani district annual event. Honorable members, we take pride in Waterberg District, Mopani, and Bembe District 
as our established tourist destination of choice, with Capricorn being our business tourism hub. We have since September last year focused our attention on reinventing Skokune district. Although Skokune remains rich in mineral resources, agricultural produce, and cultural inheritance, its pace of development remains unsatisfactory. We have now introduced its tourism potential and working closely with the Limpopo tourism agents. We intend to develop Skokune as an undisputed local and township tourism industry within the province. To promote tourism in Limpopo, we have deployed 180 tourism safety monitors that, that will be deployed at the certain hotspots areas in the province. We aim to ensure and facilitate a safe leisure experience to all our guests. Limpopo is home to approximately three quarters of the Kruger National Park. Our department, in partnership with the National Department of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment, support municipalities bordering the Kruger National Park on waste man management intervention in, prom in promotion of clean environment and attract tourists. In conclusion, Honorable Chairperson and members, we will only succeed in achieving our goals in the if the private sector walks this path with government and the people of our province in South Africa at large. I then invite the private tourism industry to continue investing in this sector and share their product sure. and as well as to continue to do tourism and enjoy more of what our beautiful country has to offer. We take this opportunity to support the budget vote number 38 in the Department of Tourism. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you. I'll now invite Honorable Lund. Thank you, um, Honorable House Chair and uh, Honorable Minister, Honorable Members. When, uh, with Africa Day being celebrated yesterday and the tourism budget debate being today, I think the Brian Jackman quote is appropriate. Africa changes you forever, like nowhere on earth. Once you have been there, you will never be the same. But how do you begin to describe the magic to someone who has never felt it? How can you explain the fascination of this vast, dusty continent whose oldest roads are elephant paths? Could it be because Africa is the place of all our beginnings? the cradle of mankind, where our first species We need to describe this magic that we have to offer as a country and by extension that we have to offer as a continent to the broader world. The problem we face is that once we are able to describe the splendor we have to offer, we need to make it accessible. Why is it that we make it so difficult for tourists, internationals, fellow Africans, and even South Africans to visit us and to explore our beautiful nation. The benefits of tourism is undeniable. Massive economic injections across the tourism industries that filters down creating businesses, employment, and allows beneficiaries to leverage further opportunities from this. The improved brand image of the country, provided we can get our colleagues at the SAPS to improve their performance and look after our potential brand ambassadors is immeasurable. The cross-pollination between provinces 
if we can get a tourist here, we must sell one another. We are a far-off destination, and we must make it enticing to do more and see more when people are already here. Honorable Bosov and Honorable Brata said, you've hit the nails on the head, and thank you for your quality inputs. Made rub off on the other speakers today. Honorable Chai, you are lecturing us on embracing technology, yet you are struggling to adapt to Uber and Airbnb. And I'm not even talking about the use of Zoom. Members just, people of the public just have to log on early to see how ANC members struggle to get the devices sorted. It's embarrassing. Honorable Minister Susulu, I'm leaving my final comment for you. Please do yourself a favor and watch your demeanor while delivering this speech. I know that you have much loftier ambitions and probably are focused on your presidential bit and see the move from housing to tourism as a demotion. But you are here now, and we deserve better. We need a minister that fights for the industry, a minister that fights for this country, not just while away her time holding into her head and reading a speech with little to no passion at all. We need a minister that attends the select committee meetings, a minister that in this case can actually learn from a deputy, the Honorable Maslalela, if only in demeanor. You're actually responsible for one of the most exciting departments with massive potential. Please treat the people who are fighting with all they've got to make this industry work for South Africa, for South Africa with, the dis- with the respect that they deserve. From the DA side, we want to thank those role players in the industry that is continuing to hold our name high and telling the true potential we have as a country, a potential that will, in all likelihood, only be realized once we vote the ANC out. May that happen very soon. I thank you. Thank you. I'll now invite Honorable Dango. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I rise on behalf of the ANC to support Budget Vote 38 Tourism. The 2019 National Manifesto of the African National Congress placed great emphasis on the need to increase the support for the tourism sector, including cultural tourism, to boost job creation and its capacity by adopting a whole government approach to tourism. When the ANC made this commitment, there was no way of knowing that the following year would have a totally different turn wherein the country would have to undergo a complete lockdown so as to manage and contain the spread of a deadly virus. And possibly the programming committee should look at when they deal with the debating tourism to put the health next to it so people can't say one thing in one vote and say another in another. That being said, it is safe to say that this approach is forward-looking, as it has been one of the approaches that has helped the South African government better manage the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Organization for the Economic Cooperation and Development has encouraged countries to use this approach to better manage as well as to optimize on all tourism sector uh, offerings with enhanced coordination of activities and resources with other departments, excuse me, particularly linked to the value chain. 
according to the OECD, for the whole of government policy approaches to be effective, there should be recognition of the importance of strong government industries and civil society dialogue in the development and implementation of the monitoring phases. Collaboration with other departments. Working with the Department of Police, the Department of Tourism has resolved to work together to reduce the impact of crime on, on the tourism industry in the short term. While moving swiftly towards complete eradication of tourism crime in the long term. To this effect, the department is gradually coming up with mechanisms to deal with the crime in tourism. One of these is the Tourism Monitors Program, whose aim is to enhance the visitor experience as well as to improve the safety of tourists. The department and the airports company of South Africa have trained 120 young people to be deployed across OR Tambo and Cape Town International Airports for an initial period of three years. This program is implemented in partnership with the police, preparing the youth through a rigorous 12-month training program, ensuring their proficiency as tourist guides and provide critical occupational health and safety skills. We are encouraged that the department is working together with the Department of Home Affairs that developed a tourist model for an e-visa which has been activated in 14 countries, including China, India, Kenya, Nigeria, etc. As the president announced in the 2022 State of the Nation Address, the Department of Home Affairs must continue to streamline and modernize the visa application process to make it easier to travel to South Africa for the purposes of tourism and for business tourism particularly and work. The e-visa system allows tourists and visitors to South Africa to apply for their visas online. The applications are sent to a central adjudication hub for approval while applicants sit in the comfort of their homes. We are confident that the paperless Virtual visa will combat visa fraud and open South Africa as a desirable tourism destination. The e-visa system also has potentially huge um, potential for the work and, on the, and to streamline and simplify the visa process to facilitate and attract direct, foreign direct investment. While the department confirmed that an expansion of the scheme is on the cards and that over 14 countries are available at the end of March 2022, it is noted that work still needs to be done to stabilize the current system. The stabilization of the system and further integration with other key home affairs systems, such as the biometric movement control system is a necessary intervention before the further rollout of the system to other countries. And I think we should actually uh, move forward with that. The Department of Employment and Labor. The council must impress upon the department to work with the Department of Employment and Labor to better understand and address 
to concerns around the patterns of employment within the tourism sector. Honorable members, these are a few examples of the work conducted by the Department of Tourism with other departments. As the African National Congress, we believe that this kind of coordination and harmonization will, be, will provide better services for better service delivery. You know, we have the villages, the townships, and what they call the small towns or dorpies as a means to redress the skewed distribution of benefits in the tourism sector owing to the direct resources that favor big cities and towns. We call on the department to strengthen the approach that focuses on tourism, tourism development, and marketing of products and attractions in villages, townships, and small towns. In the 2021-22 financial year, the South Africa National Convention Bureau implemented its National Association project by hosting three conferences in villages and small towns across South Africa. The 27 towns selected for the project had to bid for the hosting rights by presenting their offerings, including their local SMME service providers uh, were, were included in the associations. Importantly, and I have not been lobbied by Honorable High, the Eastern Cape's focus is on domestic tourism. When the country was experiencing international travel bans, according to SA Tourism, there were 3.7 million domestic rivals in the province of the Eastern Cape in 2021, contributing 7.1 billion direct spend in the provincial economy. The province is on course to complete infrastructure upgrades on some of its tourism sites to ensure that visitors are spot for choice. One of those sites is the Interpretation Center at Bavianskloo, uh, which is not only a UNESCO World Heritage Site in, in, in the province. The newly revamped Silaka Wildlife Resort in Ponce St. John's, has received positive reviews from tourists since it opened in December last year. The facility has been revamped to the tune of 11 million rand by the Department of Forestry, Fisheries, and the Environment. Some of the strategies being employed by the province to improve tourism include tracking and profiling of tourist needs, and their perception about the Eastern Cape. Surely other provinces could learn from this province. The Eastern Cape is growing its tourism market, offering a variety of products in a diverse economy. According to the 2020 annual tourism performance report by SA Tourism, all provinces recorded a decrease in the number of destination trips, with the exception of the Eastern Cape, which saw a growth of 6.7%. In addition to the initiatives taken by the province, the Eastern Cape Liquor Board, in conjunction with the Eastern Cape Parks and Tourism Agency, launched the Eastern Cape Craft Brewing, Distilling and Wine Route as one of the initiatives put in place to boost tourism in the province. The initiative of providing 13 manufacturers of craft beer and wine along the route 
and colleges holiday makers to explore the route, to experience the province in a different way. The brewers and distillers are situated on a route that passes Nelson Mandela Bay, Jeffreys Bay, St. Francis Bay, Storms River, Makanda, Port Alfred, Augsburg, Titicama, and East London. The ANC welcomes the over uh, the exp- expansion and uh, what the, the, the programs that are being implemented in the Eastern Cape. Developing tourism plans through district models at uh, OR Tambo and, and Bakabad districts. Piloting the budget, resort, and network brand concept. Development of four township tourism precincts in Vilakazi Street, Galishiwea, Kailicha, and Mdansani. Infrastructure maintenance programs in the 19 national parks. The South African tourism is, includes, is encouraging the rotation of national conferences and meetings in smaller towns. In this regard, five national business event, events will be hosted in these locations, as well as three national businesses. In conclusion, Chairperson, I w- wish to support uh, this particular vote. I wish to support the minister. I wish to support the deputy minister, who in fact spoke about hope. Now, I think hope is an important thing for tourists to visit South Africa. Naysayers and people who always present a, uh, a negative profile will not encourage visitors to come to South Africa. With that, I thank you very much. And I want to thank the minister for sending me the guys when I was in hospital. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ambassador. I'll now invite the Minister of Tourism, Honorable Sisulu. Thank you very much, uh, Chair, and uh, thank you very much to thank you very much to Honorable Dango. I am very glad to see you looking uh, twenty years younger, uh, and uh, I hope that I contributed to that. Makes me feel good. I'd like to thank uh, members of the NCOP for taking time to uh, engage with this matter that is at hand now. I'm glad that this session is happening in the NCOP uh, as as the tourism sector thrives on municipal infrastructure. And this is the domain that you are responsible over. So I'm happy that you've taken time to take this uh, debate seriously, except, of course, the DA. The DA seems to think that this is a local government campaign. It isn't. It is about ordinary people's lives. Uh, And uh, this is why we are here. First of all, I'd like to say to the Deputy Minister, I'm sorry I didn't realize that you were there. I should have started with uh, recognizing you. And thank you for covering the uh, department so well in your input. I'd like to go back to the DA and say to the Honourable uh, Member Hushposhov, I went during lockdown, I went to a, uh, the opening of a boutique in uh, Kayalicha. It is a Black-owned boutique and we invited everybody uh, to come and see what is possible under lockdown, supported by us. And I didn't see you there. But of course, for you, those Black areas are no-go areas. You don't even know what's happening there. They thrived. We never got an invitation. Thank you very much. No, it was very, made very public, Chairperson. I didn't intercept her when she spoke. Will you protect me? 
Thank you very much. In the Western Cape, th there wasn't a single white person who was anywhere around that Kailicha. But it shows you that it is possible for people to make a living against the most difficult conditions. If you go to those areas where black people live, in areas where you run government, it is shocking, absolutely shocking. And you come here and you grandstand over nothing. But nonetheless, I'd like to say to the honorable members of the ANC, thank you so much for being here and being part of this discussion. I'm very glad to know that you have such a passion for this area because it really needs a great deal of passion to drive this. We've been under the most difficult, uh, catastrophic uh, period that uh, mankind, modern mankind has ever known. And uh, it, it really took a great deal, both from the industry and ourselves, to get to where we are. I want to say to the members of the ANC, please take time to educate those people around you about the issue of tourism and the value of tourism, especially because when it is township based, we begin to see how we are able to share the wealth of this country, as opposed to what is happening in the Western Cape, where the wealth still remains in the hands of those very lofty uh, thinking white people out there. Um, and I want to indicate to most of you that um, we did uh, do everything we could as a department uh, and all of those affected to go out and clean out the beaches after the floods in Guasulu Natal. And I'd like to thank those people who took part in that. That was part of our you know, interaction and also our support for the people who had uh, gone through this worst kind of climate change repercussions that this country has ever had. Uh, I'd like to say to Honorable Khai, thank you so much for giving um, members here uh, a, 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 a view of what it is that uh, we, we, have, we have to do, that we have, uh, we have a budget that provides a stimulus to overcome obstacles of COVID. That is what we have, we have done. We have made sure that the fiscus is... Um, allows us to put aside a certain amount of money uh, to ensure that those who are most affected are, um, are supported to get back on their feet. But do you know what happens? The likes of Boshoff and others take us to court and uh, they have won the first round. Uh, and after winning the first round, uh, partially, uh, they've now taken us to court again as we try to give relief to those people who are most affected, largely black people. Um, so much for you and the grandstanding. You would have thought that um, you were coming here to a rally of the DA to raise uh, some kind of uh, respectable spectre for the DA. There is none. Just look around you. Just look around you and look at the circumstances of Black people in that area trying to make a living. Even as we talk about township uh, township uh, tourism, those that have been assisted, you'll find in Khalashiwe, you'll find in Soweto, you'll find in other areas. Please go to Langa and make sure that those people there are supported by you in the DA. Then we can begin to be talking on the same level uh, with each other. I find the unfounded accusations that the depart department has done nothing to boost tourism absolutely absurd. Uh, you've have, you've have, you've got a tunnel vision of what is happening, and it is quite clear to me that you come here to do absolutely nothing but just to grandstand. If you had any any uh, clever view about what it is that we needed to do, you'd have joined many of those people who came, and I call them war room. 
very passionate people about this industry who came and said, Minister, how can we help you? We've got these ideas. We put those ideas into, into practice. And it has been it has had amazing, amazing results. It was good to have those people come and work with us. Those were people who are in the industry themselves and understand how the industry was affected and understand how they would how we jointly would be able to get out of that uh, particular situation. But all of you here, just come here and grandstand. It is like you're talking to your, your primary school teacher, talking to your students. We're not your students. We know this industry much better than you do from the side of those who suffered most. We want to join all of those who are concerned about the solution. And that solution has been very clearly articulated by members of the ANC. Thank you very much for providing those. Thank you very much for educating uh, members of, uh, of, of uh, the House about the fact that we have been working on the e-visa and that that plan is very advanced. We are now making sure that we are able to roll it out as fast as possible so that we are able to in, invite uh, most of the people that have been cut, um, what, cut off because of the restrictions. Uh, we do understand the issue of crime and that crime has escalated. We are very concerned about that. We now have policy that will deal with crime and we are working with AXA to ensure that we can do that. We have also transformed the exit sector that deals with tourism. As you conclude. As I conclude, I am very happy that we have members of the ANC here who are able to educate those members of the DA who are still held back in 19, 1910, have not come through to us. This sector needs all of us. It needs all of us. You can go to sleep. You have no idea what you're talking about. Thank you very much to members of the ANC. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely mind-blowing. Let me take this opportunity to thank you, Minister. Intellectually, MSCs, special delegates, honorable members, uh, that uh, concludes the business of the day. The House is adjourned. Thank you. ANC. Thank you. What an embarrassment. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Nizui Loksalai.